and welcome to Gen X Temporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. In today's episode, we are wondering, what the fuck? About several things that have been cropping up in the news lately. This chat will include things but are not limited to Lauren Boebert and her public sexiness, a flamingo in Wisconsin, the most annoying things about Generation X, and the absolute clusterfuck of hearings that Republicans have held in attempt to impeach President Joe Biden. I have no idea what I just said. Right on. <laughs> Did it sound okay? Yeah, I think we're impeaching flamingos. Hello. Is what I picked up from that. Oh. Hi, Mark Seneker. Hello, Christina LaRusso. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm so excited to do some podcasting tonight. I know. This is the second podcast in a row we're doing. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> All right. Um, no, we're trying double to feature. get, we're double feature. We're trying to get ahead because I travel so much coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'll be gone pretty much for two weeks. Really with blatant disregard for my well-being. All right. So let's today, we're going to revisit a little format that we did a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, asking the question, what the fuck Yes. about certain current events. Now, would you say that this idea has its genesis in the old things that make you go, hmm, from the Arsenio Hall it show? Could be, yeah, because, yeah, similar to that. Yeah, except ours but are I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember Arsenio doing that. Oh, yeah. He was like, things that make you go... Hmm. I, I mean, I don't remember that. And he would, but... you know, tell some dumb joke like, "We park on a driveway, but drive on a parkway." Hmm. Yeah. You know, oh it's God. Like... Really cutting edge. Um. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> uh, today we have got a couple of things lined up. I've got a couple. You've got a couple. Maybe three. Maybe three. So let's just launch into the Lauren Boebert thing. That is one of mine. Yes. So, uh, Christina, what did do you? What happened? <laughs> Tell us what happened. It Everybody is, knows. This but is it's okay. it is what it is, right? Okay. So she's separated or divorced back in like May. Yeah. And she's starting to date again. Of course, but Fine. she's a young woman. Fine by that. So, Even if you're an old woman. So. She is out on a date with a guy. His name is Quinn. You'll not see nothing. <laughs> like the groping Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Gallagher. And he, as it turns out, is a Democrat supporting owner of a bar in Aspen, Colorado, that hosts LGBTQIA plus and right. drag events and has, in, has done things like hosted a Wonderless burlesque and drag show. Good for him. Which is all awesome. Yeah. But he's dating Lauren Bobert. Right. That's so fucking crazy to me. But I have anyway. Theories. Yeah. All right. So okay. So then these two go out on a date. They're going to theater, a theater performance of Beetlejuice. Yeah, which I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't even know, but I would I, love to now see I that. Now I want to see that. Yeah. Um and in, as audience members, they were completely inappropriate on a number of levels. One, she was vaping. Yeah. She was dancing wildly. and While no one else was. No one else was. It's not like the whole crowd was getting mm -mm. crazy 
and crunk. Or and, and just the people behind her didn't want her dancing. It was this wasn't a concert situation where no. everyone else is dancing instead of no. the people you're in front of no. or next to, and then they she get annoyed at you for dancing. She was and acting no one else like a fool. No one else even was moving. Okay, we move on to the sexy portion of yes. events. <laughs> and again, we're sex positive. Maybe not in a theater for a show that's approved for younger kids. All right, so she starts. It's all above the clothes, right? No, his go. No, no, her. He definitely pulls out her boob. Oh, okay, so what she did to him was above the clothes. Possibly, it's it's a little grainy, hard to tell. She's definitely grabbing his Johnson. Yeah, and then he's feeling her up. Yeah, he's feeling. He's grabbing her boob. And it's not like she's fighting it. In fact, she takes his hand at some point and presses it against her boob, which in the privacy of your own home, wonderful. Hey. Do that as much as you want. I don't blame you at all. Everybody loves to touch a boob. But, okay, so this is what happens, and then they get escorted out, and she pulls the don't you know who I am. Right, and they're like, yeah, that's why we're throwing you out, you dumb idiot. And so she gets thrown out. There's a brouhaha about this for obvious reasons and we'll get into that but yeah. she comes out with one apology where she says something like her her husband the bad divorce it's, it's kind been of made so her it's tough. Been tough yeah she's really struggling and then the other was uh you go, you know, I was singing, I was having a fun time. I got carried away. Right. She like fused her carried awayness with the stage production with right. the show yeah. and said that it was just kind of like so amazing. I got yeah. caught up in it. You're the only one apparently and, at that point in the show. <laughs> and um, and then also she said that uh, she was a little too eccentric. I'm on the edge of a lot of things. So, you know, yeah. I did all these things, but I'm on the edge. Yeah, not on the edge of going to college. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this is the sexy event. And she's caught some flack for it for obvious reasons. As well she should. Main, yeah. A number of them. But one is obviously now she's dating a guy who is a political opponent or yeah, roots which, for the political which, opponents, which I guess happens. Abs- abstractly, I'm fine with. Right. Because, I mean, you remember the. Uh, James Carvel, Mary, Mary Madeline, Madeline thing, thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're diametrically opposed politically. So, you know, they seem to get on fine. I don't think they murdered each other. But, no, you know, it is a little different because those were both two politically savvy, well-educated, reasonably normal people. Bombastic, yes. But, I mean, then you have someone who is ostensibly supporting LGBTQ. Uh, IA plus. Right? Or, well, but his business does. Right. So is he just, you know, is that just a- Is that just a, pandering? He's just cashing a check? Or right. is he- Or is he really supporting real, that? Right. Because she is actively- Anti that. Anti, especially and, anti-trans. Yes. And and he and so he's got drag shows that he, he has there. Now, this presents a question. Do you believe that the guy actually supports it? Yeah. Or do you think that, well, look, anybody who really supported all of that, could they ever go out with Lauren Boebert? Right. I, and that is so problematic. So then you go, is he really what he says he is? Right. Or is it just prudent for him to court that community, the, the, that community because of the dollars that they, right. they might bring in? All right. So there's that. Then there's the criticism. You know, I mean, there's the like, oh, you know. 
isn't it ironic that she of good Christian values is sitting and, get, you know, Getting, giving a handy in the... Yeah, that is... I mean, that's a legitimate question. Now, look, again, we are sex positive. Even if you are a lunatic fundamentalist Christian, I still support your right to have sex. Right, but you can't support their right to hypocrisy, which is what it is. So she's out preaching on Christian right. values and, you know, all of the things that she preaches around that. And then meanwhile, she's doing something that she would actively preach against. Right. And the to me the big irony is that she tries to make the argument that trans performers or whatever are bad for kids. Right. Well, first of all, your soon to be ex-husband before you married him, exposed his penis to underage girls in a bowling alley. That's a fact. That happened. Right. He got arrested for that. She excused it, moved on. So she's a and, hypocrite. She's a known hypocrite. It's fine if you want to, even if you want to secretly have sex in your, your fundamentalist Christian, I'm actually okay with that too, because I, I knew you were lying about, you know, that kind of morality anyway, but you are in public you're in public. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like have a little bit of class, which I know she doesn't have. That's on brand, at least for her. But if you're going to pretend to be that righteous person and protecting children from the dangers of sexuality, I don't know. Maybe don't pull your titty out in the middle of a, of a movie. <laughs> I, I mean, know, in the middle of a so, play. So That's dumb. just a thought. No, but, I mean, but that just exposes her hypocrisy, right? Because she says one thing and she does another. Yeah. Well, big surprise. She's a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. Right. So... My stance on this is I don't like like you. I don't care that she did those things. Like it's stupid that she did some of those things, but like the sex stuff, who hasn't had like in the early day, you know that's early yeah, yeah. days of a relationship and you're handsy and everybody's your your inhibitions are down a little bit. So and uh, you But know. then again, when I did that, I wasn't the day before preaching against it. Right. You know exactly. I mean? <laughs> exactly. Right. So but uh I've that's never the problem. taken a right. public stance uh-uh. on getting a handy in the theater so no i think that that's obviously obviously you haven't preached against it but you know i can understand that people people Why have obviously that, that you haven't preached against yeah. i know you haven't preached maybe against i'm against them. that kind of oh stuff oh my god whatever anyway <laughs> but it's still uh, no but still <laughs> honestly to uh in terms of her because of her record on it, right. it that's what makes it tough to swallow plus she made a big stink about it on her way out. Yeah, she's but she's in general a horrible person. So there's certainly a lot of Schadenfreude seeing her get, you know. Yeah. I would say humiliated, but I don't, I think she's shameless. I don't think yeah, she's Yeah, I don't think she's embarrassed at all. And of course she then immediately her first instinct is to lie. I wasn't vaping. That was just the that was just <laughs> the, the cloud the, the smoke s- effect from the stage. How stupid. Girl. You were making the smoke effect. I mean, it's a clear picture of you. She she just didn't know how much the camera showed, right? right. So she decided to lie. Dumb. <laughs> but it was just for me, just like a really a moment where you go, God, the the tenor of of politics, yeah, has really changed. It had well, it has and it hasn't, right? Because this stuff has been happening um, for. A long time. And they just got away with it in yeah. most cases. And usually it was men. Of course. Yeah. And it still is men. But yeah. I mean, this is this this is just so bananas, this I mean, behavior. It is. The, I, like the just the Well, okay, that brings up an actually the an blatant inter- disregard for 
you know, human decency from that, from some people is is I think the big shocker. That brings actually up a good question though. Is it worse if you know about it or if it's right. you know, like would it make you a bit it better? Well, would we be better off not knowing that these things happen? I don't need to know that she's jerking off a club owner. That's not my business. So if she's doing that in the privacy of her own home, I don't have any problem. No, even it. if she's doing it in public, let's say that it's like the old days of oh, where politics they where they it? didn't report on things like well, this. Well, no, I don't think Are that's better. Are you better off better. to not know? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, for me, I'm probably better off not knowing because there was zero chance I'd ever take her seriously in any way regardless of this. Mm-hmm. So do I need to have some prurient story about her? No, mm-hmm. I don't really need to know that. It just confirms that, that I already something I already knew, which is she's a shitty person and she has no redeeming qualities. I'm sure. Not again. I'm sure. Not Quinn, because she was doing the funny stuff. No, but because, but because she's just a horrible she was, person anyway. Because she's a hypocrite about it. Okay, yeah, but okay. I don't so, even care about that. Well, much oh, as, what, let's say she was not a hypocrite about it. Let's say that she was very sexually open. Yeah. And and pro. I would still and, say. And then she's doing. She got caught doing. Yeah, it. I would still say whipping it out in the theater is inappropriate, especially for a public figure. You know, wait till you get home. Would Whatever. you would you look for someone who is not a hypocrite to have equal cen- censure about it, or would you? What do you mean? Oh yeah, like anybody, like if it was some sexual libertine, let's say Madonna, right, mm-hmm. is in the no, theater. but uh, no, let's say somebody in the. Congress or in the Senate, oh, okay. they, uh, and they were and they're open about it, and they're they're just you know like they're a liberal. Let's say they're liberal, and they're all they're on the right side of all the policies. They don't yeah. preach against sex or trans right. or anything like that, and they do that in. The- I would find it less hilarious, probably, but I would still say you know that's not really the appropriate venue for that. And it, what kind of punishment do you think someone, anyone from either side of the aisle who does this beheading, beheading, yeah. really, no. Um, I, I don't know that there has to be any punishment other than kicking them out of the theater. That's it. Okay. And then the bad publicity that follows you. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, I don't think anybody needs to go to jail for this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want them kicked out of Congress or Senate or. Not, well, I mean, I do, but not for that. I mean, they have to be a little consistent, right? So I would say, no, that's not a uh, fireable offense okay. for a, a congresswoman. Okay. It's now- certainly a good reason not to vote for her. Right. But there's plenty of those. We're not lacking for those. Right. Before we change to your subject, you said you have a theory about the boyfriend or the guy that she Oh, did. I think he just wanted to bang her. And I think he found her to be a fairly receptive target. And that's why he is doing this. I don't think, I, I, I mean, again, So he put I don't aside his, his values yeah, for just for the sex. bragging rights? No, I don't even think it's bragging rights. I think he just wanted to bang her. Wow. Well. It's my theory. Do you feel like you're projecting? No, I definitely don't. I do not want to bang Lauren <laughs> at all. I can't imagine saying, well, I really want, I really just want to get laid. Um, I'll do Donald Trump. Like, I can't. But you like, you dated guys that you didn't think were smart or good people or interesting other than they were look, they look good, right? Just the one time, and that was by uh-huh. accident. You, you accidentally didn't know he was stupid? I didn't know he was stupid until we we were dating yeah. a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I realized he was, that he's not. He cleverly disguised his stupidity. Uh, he was very charming. Yeah, but also dumb. So then, but so we didn't really talk about heavy things. Yeah. And then when we tried, we t- tried is when I started realizing like, oh. too heavy for him. He couldn't and lift it. And then I really realized 
afterwards. Yeah. I really realized because then I saw all the places where I was making, you know, in retrospect you with time, just I was able to look slack. back and I would be like, God, what a he was, drip. Oh, he was dumb all the time. Good looking. That's when he got the name Colin Gump. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because he looks like Colin Farrell. But dumb as Forrest Gump. As he's sort of like on par with Forrest. Okay. Charming. Like Okay, huge. Christina. So, you know, somebody that you wouldn't want to hurt their feelings. I like, I like him, but he's dumb. <laughs> we were not like peas and carrots. I am not a smart man. Yeah, we were not <laughs> peas and carrots. I mean, Forrest... As far as his person, he's a kind guy. Oh, but he's a great guy. Just, you know, wasn't. But just not an intelligent guy. Yeah. Although, you know, he never. I mean, they superheroed him up a little bit. So. I know. I loved Forrest, though. So sweet. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that was my first what the, what fuck, the fuck was Lauren. What the fuck, Lauren? Get it together, girl. Like you Come have on. a house. Go there. All right. Yours. What's yours? What's Every yours? year. So about. I think it's like 80 years ago, something like that. There was a brawl between two shop owners. And to commemorate that amazing event, every year in a small village near Valencia, Spain, they have La Tomatina. And that is a festival of throwing tomatoes at each other <laughs> for about an hour. So what they do is they truck in. Just a ginormous amount of tomatoes, 330,000 pounds of tomatoes. And they close off the streets. Everybody wears whatever their best tomato throwing garb is. Shockingly, a lot of people wear white T-shirts. Wow. Um, there are some rules. You can't bring in like bottles or hard objects you're supposed to squash the tomato before you throw them so it doesn't hit them like a, a red baseball <laughs> right in their face okay and then when the second siren goes off you have to stop i suspect those rules are spottily enforced <laughs> i don't know how many people are following that but it's this festival where they just throw tomatoes at each other now it looks a little bit fun Right? I mean, it would be fun to throw tomatoes at somebody, but you also have to get hit by tomatoes. And that's, I think, my less favorite thing to do because <laughs> I really don't like having being that dirty. Yeah. Right? How long does it go on for? It's, I think it's like an hour or something. Wow. Which is a long time to be have being pelted being, by tomatoes. Yeah, like that's a long I, maybe time. Maybe it's half an hour. I don't know. Now, they stopped doing it for a while because they got a lot of complaints about people who are getting hit with tomatoes, I guess. And well, maybe they had some injuries. Yeah, I was just looking. Like, I was just looking to see like how many people have. If anyone's died, how are you going to die from getting hit by a tomato? Unless it was shot out of well, a no. cannon. Um, in oh wait, maybe somebody had a heart attack. In 2012, or something? a man died. Hang on, let me let me oh, dig yeah. into this. Here it is. In 2012, a man. Okay, so La, T La Tomatina is a relatively safe event, but there have been very there have been a few injuries over the years. In 2012, a man died after being hit in the head with a tomato. In 2016, a woman was injured after being hit in the eye with a tomato. So, I guess How you can't going to die from getting <laughs> whoever that guy is who killed that guy. He needs to get like a major league baseball contract. <laughs> Because you have to really wing a well, tomato. Well, maybe you just so, hit it at the right, maybe like, yeah, you know, or knows? maybe he had an aneurysm or something and who getting knows? hit with the yeah, tomato. Would, set it off. But, right. you know, if they wouldn't squish it, if somebody hit you with the tomato it would, really it threw would sting. it and hit you in the head, 
I think it, it could hurt, especially if it hit you on the temple. Yeah, I guess. It's not like tomatoes are sharp or anything. Yeah, but also the eye, getting it into your eye. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people wear goggles for this. Yeah. Right? I think the, the general uniform is inexplicably white clothes mm-hmm. with goggles on. Yeah. Now, would you ever do this? I, I'd watch it. I don't think I'd want to get hit with tomatoes. Or maybe yeah. I'd do it if I could quickly just do it like for a couple of You just tomatoes. want to be the thrower. You don't want to take any tomatoes. No, I wouldn't mind getting hit with a tomato as, you know, but I but I wouldn't want to be for an hour. Right. For, and so also you're good for gets, like five minutes. It gets slippery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, and that's how, uh, where I imagine also you could get into, Absolutely. or tempers could flare. If someone right. you thought, oh, he threw that at me hard or right. she did. Bees, and then, and then I'm going to get some my tomatoes and throw them back. <laughs> right. Well, right. So it could be an opportunity for, certainly is an opportunity realistically to, or practically. Settle some scores? No, to uh, like a release valve. You know, a lot of times these kinds of events where there's a a fighting thing, it's a a pressure release valve for whatever's going on in society. And this is a, you know, it's like a. This is the uh, Valencia blood sport. Right. right, right, right. But during things like that, where you have pressure valves that are, are there, you know, inherently to release some of this energy, um, it, can be it means that the, 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 that energy can get misdirected or it can be really a big burst yeah, of energy. It be a forest fire. And, and so the release valve results in like some injuries, especially if, you know, you've got people that have beef with one another. Maybe yeah. they're not just throwing tomatoes. Maybe the tomatoes have something in them and they're, you're getting hurt. Well, I mean, you know? that's against the rules. I know it would be against the rules, but. Do you think that the rules are assiduously? Right, well, that's what I said. I said I think there are probably people who are, you know, a little yeah. bit more scofflaw. Than yeah. Uh, okay. But so yes, I would do it. I'd definitely watch it. I right. would definitely go maybe for a couple of minutes and then, and then just try to dip. bail. It's like you know maybe we can. Go no, get some... no, I dip. Oh, you would dip. I dip. Okay, and then you could go get some tapas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, I don't know, can I get out of these white clothes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna need to change. Uh, what about you? Would you? All right, so. I have a kind of a prejudiced idea that people who didn't grow up playing baseball cannot throw. <laughs> <laughs> like I have this idea that pretty much every European can't throw. Okay. Now they could throw it like like put your hands over your head and two hand throw in, right? But you can't really generate any velocity like that. Or maybe they could even throw it like this like a goalkeeper does but in general no i don't think they can throw so i feel like i would be a god among men <laughs> just whipping these tomatoes oh at my god well over 65 miles an hour oh at god. these poor defenseless europeans now now I, you're say, saying that but they're squishy so that if you squished them oh, like still, you're supposed I'm to i'm still whipping them though yeah but, but then if the if you've squished it yeah, I don't not think, as aerodynamic. Yeah, I don't even think they can hit me if they're any if they're further than ten feet away. Oh, because you're fast too. Yeah, and they never played baseball. <laughs> I feel like that's a very specific skill, the overhand throw. Yeah, but I think you're pretty close to pe- in pretty close quarters here. Well, so. you know, whatever. I'd have to establish some kind of defensive perimeter or something. <laughs> oh Get up on a God. fire truck and just like bomb these people. But, oh my God! No, I do realize on some level. That's probably wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they can probably throw just fine. Yeah. Right. But in my head, I always have this idea. I'm like, how'd they ever learn how to throw? Mm-hmm. Now, 
if the con if the event was juggle a tomato with your feet, they'd probably do better than me. <laughs> right? Well, maybe. Well, who knows? I mean, I my skills have probably eroded somewhat. But I could definitely still throw. Okay. So I feel like I would I would do it just because that's a really funny experiential story to mm-hmm. be able to tell. Yeah. Like I would like to be able to come back on the podcast and say, let me tell you, I threw so many tomatoes <laughs> and those poor wimpy armed Europeans just couldn't stand up to it. I, I just think they're all going to throw like this, right? They're just going to all kind of What town like does this happen in? Um, it, I'm not sure the exact town. Maybe look it up, but it's let near Valencia. Let me see if I can see. But I think it's like, it's a small village out like half an hour out of Valencia. Buñol. Yeah, that's why I said Valencia. I would have guessed that you didn't want to do it at all. I wouldn't mind taking part, but it looks like, i got to tell you, as I'm looking at the picture that I, I yeah. have here, it's a lot of men, and I see yeah. a guy with his, and he's looking angry, and he's, like, making the face, and his hand is cocked back as if he actually does know how to throw something. I, I find that hard to believe. Well. Maybe he's an American that came over for oh, the event. it could be, but it just looks, uh, it looks extremely messy. Yeah. And- oh, well. Duh. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's 300,000 pounds of of tomatoes being thrown at each other. And now, what do we feel about that in terms of food waste and also yeah, so, cleanup? So the argument I think that the town gives is that they only select produce that's not going to market. Right? So they must get a lot of bad tomatoes. I don't know. And maybe they save them up for a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like the Ugly Fruit program in Valencia so instead of is just not giving- eating it, it's... Saving it, it up people. for the and putting it in big trucks so that we can throw it at people later. Mm. But you know, they get a lot of tourist dollars for this, I'm sure. Mm. Um, I guess so. That could be it. Maybe, maybe they, the community in some way buys these from farmers, I mean, that otherwise might have been dumped or yeah. something. And they start, like I said, they did stop doing it for a while because mm. there's protests or whatever, but they decided, fuck that, we like the tourist dollars, we're doing it again. So they're doing it again. And what about the cleanup? They have a crew that it's just like Mardi Gras, right? There are always people that are being paid then to clean up the mess. So it's not like you throw tomatoes for an hour and then they press you into service Mm -hmm. to clean up. You're only responsible for cleaning you. But then they have, you know, they have, I'm sure, big power washing trucks Mm -hmm. and whatever, and they get all the tomatoes off. I'm sure it lingers for quite some time. They're still like, oh, there's a tomato over there. Yeah, so... Pretty wild, what the fuck kind of activity yeah, to say. Yeah, it is. You know what? Remember that time we had that fight in 1945 between those two merchants? Why don't we throw tomatoes at each other for every year <laughs> to commemorate it? That's an amazing idea. <laughs> We're definitely going to do that. Okay, this is a what the fuck. I came across this article, and it's wh- wh- 12 or 20 reasons or whatever why Gen X is... Like the worst generation or the most annoying generation. All right. All right. So I couldn't believe some of these. Well, tell me what they Um, are. Now, are they going to claim that you're the Karen generation? No. So one thing that they say is that we're the middle, we've got middle child syndrome. And so you know what middle child syndrome Uh, is. I'm well aware of what it is. Okay. So they say that we are overshadowed by influential baby boomers. Thank you. And the tech-savvy millennials. Oh, okay. So what it's saying is is that we feel overshadowed by both sides of us, yeah. and we're kind of like uh, we've got middle child complex, which is constantly seeking attention and validation. Absolutely fucking untrue. Wow. 
Then that's ridiculous. Look, Gen at you, X, look at you making a big scene here. Gen X doesn't give a fuck. Like you I mean, seem like you're kind of giving a fuck. I give right a fuck now. that we're being mischaracterized. Oh, okay. I don't give a fuck. Like, like I really don't. I mean, I. I've, Do you have any strong feelings about boomers? No, I'm just used to the. I'm used to it. I have a strong feeling that we shouldn't have another boomer president. I'm sick to fucking death of having boomers for president, and I hope to God that Joe Biden is the last one. I hope he is. You know you could have a boomer president that's only like 59 years old. I hope that Joe Biden is the last one. What about 59 years old? Because I think we should be farming the 40s. So you're saying I'm too old to be president in in Christina world. Well, I no. I think that uh, obviously you could be president in Christina world, but I'd prefer if <laughs> a younger me. Uh, uh, uh like a somebody in their 40s or early yeah. 50s? Yeah. Rather than pushing 60 again? Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think you're sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, I am. I am. Old man. All right. So so this annoys me because I think okay. it's not right. I think that also in terms of feeling overshadowed by the tech-savvy millennials, what? Like, I'm not, I, I don't think, okay, and this is this gets very personal, right? So right. maybe as a group, you, Gen X, but within You the, own some tech-savvy millennials, is that I correct? Have, I have access. In, and your, in your stable of humans? They are, in humans? fact, on my payroll. Yeah. So, like, no, I'm not, you know, like, no, not on my work payroll. Right. On, on my home, I, yeah. we're talking about my kids. I well, I want to say that because just in case, I keep having the, the weird feeling, like, if Tim would listen and I would say something like that, he I have would. have on my payroll, he's like. Did we add staff to Christina's <laughs> division? No, What's going on? No, no. Then he would think I maybe meant the millennials that work for my oh, company. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Just didn't I want those guys, be clear. Those guys are great. Not mm. like regular millennials. No, they're great millennials. No, but anyway, so uh, I don't think that that's what – I don't think that's how – it just seemed like a terrible mischaracterization, mischaracterization of um, – of Gen X and particularly constantly seeking attention and validation. We've, we don't have, we've, we never had attention. Although I guess if you're, if you look at what I said about thinking that a president should be a Gen X, yeah, then maybe I am seeking a, a validation for us as a, a generation. Well, All you're right. going to get one here sometime in the next 10 to 20 years. All right. They have two of them and they're a little bit like this, like, being obsessed with things from the 80s and the 90s and also fair and also that we are obsessed with nostalgia or and and so like it's a nostalgia overload yeah. now here's the thing that has nothing to do with our generation no that's just your age that's our age yeah. that is our age boomers and were every bit as obsessed with the 1950s which is right. why we ended up as in the 1980s, having millions of shows set in the 1950s right. and all of that, because those were boomers being nostalgic. Correct. You're absolutely so, correct. So you're going to give them a big no on that? I'm giving them a big well, no I mean, on that. Because you, I we think- are obsessed with 80s things. That's because the 80s were cool, first of all. But secondly, <laughs> that everybody's obsessed with the things From that- From their youth. They're, they're- I think one of the things that I've really taken away from our conversations on nostalgia early on in the podcast and then- also, just me c- continuing to think about it because yeah. often stuff we talk about, I continue to mull over. That's why you get a lot of times repeat episodes or, right. or episodes. Like, that I got more stuff to say. More to say about that. All right. What I've learned is that there are certain things that are age dependent. Yes. And certain things that 
seem to be about ge- or seem to be yeah. attached to the generation. Right. All of it, nostalgia, that also the way you enter the workforce, that's also an age dependent thing. And that so like when Gen X entered the workforce, we were the slacker generation. When millennials entered the workforce, every Gen X I know and Boomers were like, they they have no work ethic. Right, right. Now they don't want to work. Yeah. Now, you know, they don't want to work. They don't want to grocery shop. They don't know how to grocery shop. Well, guess who's doing all the shopping now? Millennials. Okay, so then you get, uh, now we've got Gen Z coming up. And, oh, well, they talk funny. And they, they they're do not, talk funny. That's well, true. yeah, but it's great. I love their, their I mean, you slang. You love their slang. Um, and then they don't have a work ethic, right? They're right. going to challenge the workplace. Well, well, first of all, that's what every previous generation That's what I said. Says. That's what I'm just illustrating. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm just... All those words that I just used saying all those yeah, things. You didn't really say it yet, so I thought I would help you no. out a little bit there. <laughs> That's all. Well, sometimes you Gen Xers get off the point a little bit, so you need us to correct you okay. a bit. Okay, Boomer. Yes. So anyway, um, yeah, so that was one of the other the other things that struck me as odd, and I thought that there was one more. Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, this one's going to fire you up? Reluctance to embrace change. Again, age-related as you get older, I think you become less tolerant of change. You're less nimble psychologically, I think. But yeah, there. I mean, did the boomers love change? No, they held on to segregation as long as we possibly could. Well, that's right? true. And I think that you're right. I think that there's going to be, well, and, and I actually think that was more the silent generation, the greatest yeah. generation that yeah. held on to segregation. I think that the boomers were probably the ones that were advocating for segregation to end. To an extent. Many of them were. Yeah. The younger boomers, probably. Right. So, so yes, this is sort of an age thing, and actually, that ties into the conversations that we've had on the on the uh, Vampire Insider podcast, our podcast about interview with the vampire and the immortal universe. Available on all platforms. <laughs> um, we've talked about the weight of time and how awful immortality would be, yeah. and one of the things to first kind of go is you're tethered to. That starts uh, to your time when you were raised, to your generation, to your youth, which is what we always look back on. So that tether stretches and stretches as you get older and older and older, and it becomes probably more and more uncomfortable to be living in the world because things are changing and changing and changing. Unless at some point it just so much change has happened, you become numb to it, and you're just kind of like, okay, I roll with the punches. Here's my thought. Yeah. The... Generational segmentation is large was largely developed to sell soap. It was a marketing tool, and they wanted to segment their market and characterize their customers based on when they grew up, how old they were, etc. It doesn't have any great force, in my opinion. I think that each generation has plenty of diversity built into it. Mm-hmm. Now there are certainly going to be some common experiences, right, that shaped us. Um we're we're going to have more affection for the mall, for example, than uh, kids coming up today because mm-hmm. they just don't experience it. There's hardly any left. Mm-hmm. We're going to appreciate certain music and movies, etc. But in terms of just being different kinds of people, I think that is vastly overstated. Mhm. Yes, being in a, involved in a world war can shape you, and being involved in the Depression, for example, can shape you. Mm-hmm. But even that isn't going to give you uniform reactions such that you should feel comfortable 
stereotyping an entire generation of humans. Right. And it is the bigger you allow for the world to get, the quicker that breaks down in terms sure. uh, in terms of homogeneity. You would – you. Gen, Gen X from the United St- States might be a very different Gen X oh, than from guaranteed, Russia. Guaranteed. Or, There's no baby boomers no. in East Asia, right? Not, no. Not the same with not with the same values. Right. There may be people who are in that same generation. Oh, well, there certainly are. Who in that geographical region and cultural milieu have a shared zeitgeist ger- generational <laughs> Profile, right? But that generational profile is going to be very different from what a a boomer over overdone is my theory on generational segmentation. Overdone, yeah. Jump the shark, stretch too far. And if you don't know what jump the shark is, fuck off, you young ass millennials. (laughs) (laughs) All right, watch Uh, some Happy Days. Why don't you? (laughs) As we all know. Christina grew up in a certain part of this country. <laughs> I did. You grew up in near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, most of my life, I was in probably, yeah, in the first 14 years, I was in Menominee Falls. No, sure. the first couple of years, I was in Milwaukee. Then I moved to Menominee Falls. So the majority of my life, I was living in Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. A month ago, something happened in Milwaukee or actually north of Milwaukee that has never happened in recorded history and you know what it is i know what it I told is because you, you told me what it was but there were four flamingos <laughs> on the shore of lake michigan <laughs> oh my God. now the knee-jerk reaction is to say oh you know global warming is out of control and that may very well be correct because of course migratory birds rely on things like weather and climate and temperature mm. to, to determine where to set down, you know, for the winter. Couldn't they have gotten blown off course, w- though? Could have been, but, you know, this is the first time in recorded history. So I'm guessing if it was that easy to get blown off course, we would have seen flamingos before now. Well, here's the thing, though. Maybe yeah. they were there and no one saw them. Well, and then if they're there and no one saw them. Okay, we're done with the simulation uh, discussion. No, it's not the simulation. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, well, of course if a tree possible. falls in a woods, does it fall? But guess what? These were seen. And on the shores of Lake Michigan, this is not an unpopulated area, right? If there were flamingos there, they probably would have seen them. Let's get real. So probably a result of climate change, mm-hmm. global warming, et cetera. Now, they could have been planted do, there by people. They could have been. It could have been a joke. But like Mich- Michigan is playing a joke on, on Wisconsin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, those dumb cheeseheads are going to think that <laughs> thou flamingos are going to come here every year. Could have been a senior prank. Yeah. We don't know. Now, anyway. how would, as a native Milwaukeean, how would they, how are they going to deal with seeing flamingos? I mean- I mean, what do what is a what's a standard Milwaukee reaction to something like that? <laughs> well, you know, ain't a dare, hey? No, everyone be like, oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see them flamingos? Oh, oh my, my mom would say, Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris, oh, there's flamingos oh, out there by God the way. For God's sakes! For God's for God's for God's sakes! <laughs> Land of Goshen. Did you see those flamingos out why there? Are, why is she suddenly speaking like she's from Ireland and? 
Iowa mix. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, she'd be like, oh, Chris, Chris, <laughs> oh, did you hear on the news? <laughs> on the news, they said there's flamingos. There's flamingos. You know, those pink ones. Where did they come up? In They're Lake north Michigan? of, yeah, they're on the shores of, of Lake Michigan, north of Milwaukee. In what city does it, does um, it give the city? In the landlocked Midwestern state. How are they calling us landlocked? We're on one of the Great Lakes. Because lakes don't count. You don't have any access to the shore. Kind of. They were spotted. The American flamingos were spotted. Port at Washington. South Beach in Port Washington. Okay. So my mother would say. <laughs> what would she say? Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. They, they saw some flamingos. The news. On the news. On the news. They saw some <laughs> flamingos. In Port Washington. What? Ana. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Chris, for gosh sakes. For gosh sakes, Chris. For gosh sakes. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Chris. I can't. I can't believe it. I don't know. Did my voice sound like Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You have that skill. <laughs> um, I would assume one of the first things they did was like, do you think they taste good with cheese? <laughs> with cheese. <laughs> like, could we make, like, wings out of them? No, I think that, no, they wouldn't. Wisconsin's, would they, would they be nice to the flamingos? I would mean, they? I can't, I cannot imagine. Uh, it, it says there were three adults and two juveniles. Yeah. Well, that's five. Fuck? There you go. Whatever ended up happening to them? Uh, I don't know. I assume they just let them alone. There were 75 people who made the trip to see the birds. And Port Washington Navy, native Debbie Gasper also flocked to the beach to see the flamingos. She and flocked, it, did she? Then when it, before the sighting, she said she had only seen flamingos on trips to Aruba. She uh, She's sending re- pictures to her relatives in Georgia. They're, they aren't going to believe it. They're not going to believe it. <laughs> aren't going to believe it. Wow, that's wild. Okay, so it's unexpected. But it's not completely out of the blue, given recent sightings of flamingos on other landlocked states. Yeah. Huh? Are you mad that they're calling you landlocked? I am mad because yeah. I always say I could, could you never get to live the in sea? a landlocked state. Could you get to the sea from Lake Michigan? I'd have to portage. Yeah. Like, would you be have to be, you know, Henry Cabot? Or <laughs> I'd have to portage. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you, we yeah. learned a lot about portaging. I bet you did. In, uh, because in you're our... landlocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, here. So, and now here's an, a kind of a surprise is that Pitbull has decided to relocate to Waukegan. What? Yeah. He's mo- he's leaving Miami. He's like, this is the new Miami. No, fuck off. I, <laughs> I guess that the migration has been flamingos into Florida. And then from Florida, now they're scattering through the yes. Yeah, because it's warmer now than it used to be. It's Wild, isn't that wild? So it is, it is warmer. Well, I mean, I mean oh. that's my theory. Oh, get that? No, oh. experts say that Hurricane Adelia was responsible for it redirecting. Those, yeah. Yes, that's it. I feel like yeah, flamingos might not be the strongest. Like I flyers. said, they got blown <laughs> they off did course. Get blown off so course. that's so what correct. it is. Yeah. So they were blown off course, maybe from the Yucatan to Cuba or the Bahamas. Like that's getting pretty. F- Blown pretty far. So before touching down in Wisconsin, those same flamingos are, or flamingo, we don't know if it was the same ones, right, but right. the flamingos had reportedly been seen 
in Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. So you can't you can't escape these days. They can track you from cradle to grave. Yeah. So I wonder what they're doing. They're, like, they're do. like on tons of people's ring doorbells. They're like tracking these flamingos as they're running down the road or something. All right. So as for the bird's future. Yeah. It thinks that they will return to their original colonies. Yeah. Uh, though he hopes that the Florida flamingos will stick around and reestablish a wild breeding population. So in, in Wisconsin. No, in Florida. Oh, thank you. Okay. Because some came into Florida. Remember, oh, yeah, I just yeah, read yeah. that. Okay. All right. Okay, so gotcha. that's wild. Wow. Isn't that's that wild? a good. Yeah. That's a. That was wild. That's a. Like, what in the fuck? That's a pretty good what in yeah. the fuck. Not to be outdone by the two. Impeachments that Donald Trump was subjected to, one for uh, trying to blackmail a the uh, leader of uh, Ukraine yeah. to give him uh, dirt on Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And the second time was for uh, trying to overthrow the U.S. government <laughs> and prevent a it's peaceful a big one. exchange of uh, yeah, a peaceful handover of power. Um, so the Republicans were like, you know what? We're going to do our own impeachment. Um, their problem seems to be that Joe Biden hasn't actually committed any crimes. <laughs> and if you and they try, you try to pin them down, it's like, what crimes has he committed? They're like, well, Hunter Biden. No, 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 no. That's what Hunter Biden did. What crimes did Joe Biden, who's the only one who could be impeached, you can't impeach his son. <laughs> right. right. Or impeach him because he has a son. Right. Thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> So there's not broad-based support even in the Republican Party for Mm -hmm. this. And Kevin McCarthy, the uh, at least temporary Speaker of the House, that may change next week sometime. Who knows? We'll see. Um, Just has lost control over his caucus. And the crazies on the right – and I'm talking like the Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Boebert – Oh wait, she's come up for air. Oh long yeah, yeah. To, she's, to do this. She stopped stopped wanking her date in the <laughs> theater to come and and be a political yeah. idiot too. Comer, uh, Jim Jordan, all these guys are pressuring the speaker to have impeachment hearings because guess what? Donald Trump is in a little bit of hot water right now <laughs> to the tune of about ninety one felonies. <laughs> so he is urging his. Orc supporters in the orcs in the House of Representatives. <laughs> that's to, pretty apt. Yeah, to to distract things. Right? right, that's one of his big moves is just distract them. With, yeah, if you can't beat them with logic, you know, baffle them with bullshit yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. So, all right. So they're having they they couldn't put it to vote on the floor because Kevin McCarthy knew he wouldn't even win that vote to mm-hmm. approve having hearings. So he just said, okay, we're going to do hearings. Even though two weeks before that, he said, you can't have hearings without a vote. Well, now he apparently he's changed his mind. So, okay. In the oversight committee, I believe James Comer, who's a, another one of these fucking nut jobs, right? Is running. <laughs> Your disdain. It's the oh, disdain yeah, for just, me. Yeah. I just despise him is running this uh, hearing. And it is hilarious. (laughs) First of all, they're getting owned every single time a Democrat takes the microphone because they get, you know, they're entitled to be there in the committee hearing and they use their time to make fun of the Republicans for being such fucking idiots. (laughs) 
and they're dealing, they're like questioning how the rules are working. And it's clear that Comer hasn't really thought this through <laughs> and he's kind of making shit up as he goes. <laughs> Our tax dollars hard at oh, work. Oh my here. God. I mean, the amateur, <laughs> the amateurishness of this Congress is an embarrassment. How are these people? And, but they have some of the best Democrats on the committee to make fun of them. Um, there is uh, AOC, who always loves tearing down Republicans. Um, Raskin, Jamie Raskin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is just he's he's very knowledgeable about the rules of Congress, but also is very smart mm-hmm. and composed. Um, there's a guy I can't remember his name, but he is basically a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I mean, he's like. <laughs> Well, 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 what have we here? He's like, as a former emergency response manager, I know a disaster when I see one. Oh, my God. And he's just ripping them. So he's like a stand-up comedian from the Catskills in 1960. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he is hilarious, and he's always making fun of of them, uh, and he's super sarcastic, and I I wish I could remember his name. I don't want to remember it. I apologize. But it gets funnier. So the, the you know the Republicans of course are controlling this hearing, and they've subpoenaed a number of witnesses to come forward and presumably support their allegations yes. or help them in investigate allegations since they don't actually have any yet. Yes. So one of the people they decided to bring on is Jonathan Turley, who is a well known. Legal. He's a lawyer. He's argued before the Supreme Court, so he he goes on talking head shows all the time to be be their legal expert. He's really drifted conservative in the last, I would say, eight or nine years, and you see him almost exclusively on Fox News. But I mean, he's a scholar. I mean, he has he has some credibility in the field, and so they brought him in to talk about. Impeachment, generally, or whatever. And they couldn't even bring in a witness that wouldn't say that they don't have any good justification to impeach Joe Biden. <laughs> like, he literally said, I don't think that the evidence you have, it rises to the level of impeachment. Like, your own star witness, that's their star witness. Aye. And they had no witnesses. Can you imagine? Were their expressions? Were they looking at each other like? I just think Whoa, they're so fuck. fucking dumb. What they now? didn't. It probably didn't even register until somebody until somebody told them the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like you realize that hurt our case, right? It's like, well, whatever. We just got to distract him long enough for Donald Trump to do some razzle dazzle. I don't know. So, um, so they just yeah they couldn't even get past that. And the witnesses they brought in, not a single one of not a single one of them was a fact witness that was here to testify. I saw this happen. This happened. Here's a thing that happened. They're all just kind of like, well, you know, I'm a legal expert. So let me tell you mm-hmm. what things could qualify you for yeah. uh, impeachment. Or I'm a forensic accountant and, you know, something like this might indicate blah, blah, blah. But they have no, fir- there's not a single fact witness. And if you contrast that with the second impeachment hearing for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, even the first impeachment hearing, they orchestrated that so well. Now you can argue whether it was legal, pro, it was it probative information that they engaged, but they they had their shit together. They questioned their witnesses. The witnesses said more or less what they expected them to say. Didn't gut their entire theory. Uh, they had 
documents. They had uh, eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. They had legal experts. They had they ran it professionally, and you just contrast it with this clown car (laughs) on fire that the Republican (laughs) Party has become. And the thing is, is there I was never I was never a Republican in really in any way. Um, I didn't. I've always had an affinity for you know the the Democratic side of the of the aisle, but I recognize that Republicans used to be way sharper than they are now. <laughs> this is yeah. The, this they is... have they have literally lost their intellectual and philosophical core. Can you, do you think that? Do you think that if some there have to be some smart conservatives. Oh, there somewhere. certainly are, but, but they're keeping their they're, head down because they're as not soon popular as, in their party. As soon as you you dare to criticize Trump, yeah, you, which a trouble. rational person would do, then they primary you and they bring in some MAGA lunatic. And in primaries, extremists tend to do better than centrists. It's wild to me that this is this is happening on in that party. Yeah. But and the thing is, it's working for them on some level. Yeah, but oh, th- this is the question I wanted to ask you because you, we all know that w- when you have uh, elections coming up, those hearings are not going to certainly not going to sway any Democrats no. to vote no. for. Republicans. They're just hoping to create not- enough confusion. And doubt. Well, but they're looking to get the guys in the middle who haven't made a decision, the undecided. Theoretically. Do you think that those could have possibly any sway on an undecided? No, no because and, they're and so I, nonsensical. I, so what a waste of and time. And I think that that's not really their goal. I don't think they think they're winning any votes here. I think it. their goal is exactly one thing, appease Donald Trump, because they're afraid he's going to speak against them and – if all if if all Republicans well, with can, half a brain left would just repudiate him, problem solved. But it's looking like that's gonna he, he's gonna be their nominee. Well, I think he is gonna be their nominee, but he's gonna lose. Well, that would be our hope and belief, yes. But you don't know that for sure. He's gonna it's, lose. Well, I think so too. But you know, this country is pretty fucked up. He's on gonna a lot lose of because I think that he. Those shenanigans, because yeah. ultimately it comes down to the the people who are undecided. Right. Those kinds of shenanigans are not going to sway people right. to vote for him. More likely, those kinds of shenanigans and his whole vibe are going to sway undecideds to the left because that looks like right. a, a hot mess. But they're going to try to do you know vote suppression and. Um, you know, restrict voting rules and things like that to try to get there. Now, who do you think most of the undecideds are? Do you think that the undecideds are the ones who are going to be hampered by voter suppression? I'm saying that voter suppression yeah. is probably no, going no, to happen. No, I, I think, do you think that the think people who are, would be impacted by no, voter suppression would be undecided? Not nece- not really. No. But I do think that people who will be affected by voter suppression are likely to be Democratic voters. Right. But what I'm but saying— But all they need to do is depress the turnout, which is just as good as getting swing voters sometimes. Well, yeah, but if all the swing voters are going to the left, then they right. have to suppress a lot of turnout. Yeah. Be, uh, you know, So, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't happen, yeah. but I am saying that most of the undecideds are not going to be black it's not, or brown yeah. people. It's not, it's not a good, or at least not a traditionally— According to traditional wisdom, it's not a good strategy to try to win the electric. But that is not Trump's goal right now. His goal is to delay 
and obfuscate and cause chaos to hope that he can somehow squeak out a win in a very wacky, chaotic presidential race so he doesn't go to jail. That's all he cares about. Well, I think he's I I don't think he'll I think he's going to be in trouble before he even can oh, run. I, I, I don't think so he's going to be able to run. I don't you think they'll they'll have to It's put not a, illegal. You can run from prison. I guess, but oh how crazy for him to I do know. that. And if and then he'd be the president in prison. Oh, yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. That's just so, so but I mean just watching that. I mean, honestly, if you have extra 20 30 minutes or something, just watch some of the hearings just because it's so ridiculous how incompetent they're being run that would be like you you have to make a business pitch and you just like type a bunch of random shit in your deck like maybe ipsum lorem <laughs> like you you print out the ipsum lorem pdf and you just hand it out and just pretend that i can read it and yeah, everybody else like, can all right so i'd like to start at the top there with ipsum <laughs> and they're like what i'm like what do you mean what you just like be what are you talking about? Ipsum lorem. I mean, we've been over this before. We'll stick a pin in that. We'll kind of, we'll circle back. <laughs> but what about ipsum lorem? <laughs> exactly. That's actually. I would like to see you try that one day. Just, just, just do a deck that is just the ipsum lorem. Oh my god. Um. All right. Well, I guess maybe that comes to the. That's end a lot of, of uh, what in the fuck. There were a lot. There were five of them. There are but, always oh, more. These are funny episodes to do oh, yeah. i like Absolutely. doing these episodes. they're always fun they are let us rant a little bit i know and it's hilarious to me i mean <laughs> well that's the important thing yours are always much funnier than mine mine but i was pretty outraged about I mean, the 80s stuff so that's i don't funny. blame you no mm. i mean i had a dumb political one so there you go all right well mark well let's wrap it up here thank you all for coming to listen to us each week we really appreciate it if you'd like us share us with a friend and please come and follow us on social media best place for that right now is on twitter what used to be twitter i'm at christina gen x mark is at mark eats peach i am the same thing on blue sky so you can come and follow me there if you if you have an invitation and you're on blue sky um and then our uh t- twitter page for our podcast is extemporaneous 2 all right i'm gonna say bye peace out cub scouts